0: Michael Quintaris, one That's question. my name? Is this the year 2012? That is not the year 2012. It is not. Yet we have Mario Balotelli, who's called up to the national team. If I told you this the day before Italy won the Euros, that we'd have Balotelli called up to the national team, what would you say to me? I believe it.
1: You believe it? <laughs> but we, none of our strikers really scored, so I don't think it's the craziest thing.
0: <laughs> Guys, uh, welcome back. To our podcast, IFTV podcast. We have so much to discuss. Yeah. We have Balotelli, who's called out to the national team, as well as Joao Pedro, who's an exciting one. Luis Felipe. We've got Transfer News with Vlahovic, who we do not know what's going to happen. There's so many, um, you know, miscommunications, different reports. We're going to give our opinion. And then we do have the league to talk about because we had a weird round. I'm going to say a weird round of matches. I believe we had 11-0-0 draws in total, we had three of them this weekend.
1: I think uh, we got so spoiled with how good Seti has been, it took a little of a rest. You know what I'm saying? So a little break and going into international break, maybe they had that in their mind. So it's acceptable. Mm. I, I
0: actually, I totally agree with you. I think that we've set the bar so high yeah. that we're constantly expecting upsets exactly. and goals and That's entertainment. And I think that the players just brought us down to reality. Like it never has been, you know, this every single week. I, I want to know from you, though, why you think that um, this this happened this weekend. We have we went through a couple different ideas when we were on set for CBS uh, and Paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, Matteo Bonetti and a couple of the guys were saying they felt like the 5,000 fans only having a few in attendance really created a different kind of atmosphere that wasn't pushing the, the fans. Uh, players forward. Personally, I think that it's we're just playing so many damn games every single week. We had midweek Copa Italia that the players are tired mm. or do you think it's just simply just a balancing act?
1: I think it's a factor of many things. I don't think it's one so, uh, sole factor to be honest with you. But yeah, uh, I think the players are being Overworked, they're not getting enough time for themselves, and they're o- they almost don't resemble themselves just because they have so many games and om- just mentally, mm. it's very tiring. Not just physically, because that's obvious.
0: Uh, I know. I wanna I wanna touch. As I said, we have so many different topics. Uh, let's just highlight like the things that are just like yeah. on your mind and on my mind. Uh, we do have to mention that we have to give a shout out to our premium sponsor of iFTV, which is Paramount Plus. Oh, there geez. is a link in the top of the description. Make sure you download. Paramount+ amount plus to watch Serie A Champions League all of the action that you're looking forward to uh, we have nice in-studio coverage as well that is so much fun to work with some great people they are supporting IFTV they're supporting us this entire season as our premium number one sponsor guys we got to show them the IFTV love as well slowly but surely Things are getting better, they're getting bigger, uh, and I can't wait as the weather starts to get warmer for the things that we have planned. It's a really fun time.
1: You guys are definitely in for a treat for the stuff that uh, CBS and us planning all together for all the amazing stuff. We really want to show how amazing Kaltrow is, and we we obviously want to spoil you guys more than the other leagues. Can you imagine if
0: the one thing that we were planning to do, which would have been done now, unfortunately got shut down because of what's happening the world went down. How crazy would they have gone? (sighs) Forget it. <laughs> gonna Forget it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It is going to be the biggest yeah. moment, I think, for IFTV for anyone yeah. that's been watching us for a long time. Yeah. And it's going to be all thanks to Paramount. So, guys, make sure you go show them some love. Top of the description. All right. Let's highlight what we think is interesting. I'm going to start off, since you've been speaking to the people yeah. all weekend, good job killing it with the live streams. Likewise. What I felt, number one, I love how quickly narratives can change after one match. How fans, you could see on social media, they just change their outlook. And I'll go with Roma who won 4-2. It was 4-0 at halftime against Empoli. Mourinho said that, you know, we didn't go 5-0 because then people would have turned off their TVs and not watched anymore. And what a life that the team had. Tammy Abraham scoring a brace. Um, He's got 13 goals in his last 14 in all competitions, which is ridiculous. He's doing fantastic. I saw also Takinardi said that he reminds him of a young Zlatan Ibrahimovic since he played with him at Juventus. And he's got that knack for goal. When you have a striker like that, it makes everything easier. And the thing I want to say is that I know that some people might look and say, oh, it's Empoli. But Empoli beat Napoli, Fiorentina, Juventus, and Ty Lazio and nearly kicked Inter, the champions, out of the Coppa Italia. So it's not a team to just like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. people for- beat them. People
1: forget that part, right? 100%. Sometimes.
0: And I think that Mourinho, as this international break um, goes in, he's going to have time. He keeps talking about the mindset. We need to work on the philosophy of the players. This is his time to build. And when you look at it, they're really not that far off of a fourth spot. And they could be that maybe dark horse that a couple of weeks ago, everyone was talking about a different narrative to push on for the Champions League. Especially, Do you think they
1: can? Especially the two trends they just brought in, uh, Mylen Niles and Oliviera. There's going to be some um, time to gel with the team. And I like really them a lot. I, Sergio I, I, do t- I mean what did he scored Two goals already Two goals and one
0: assist <laughs> In two games Dude that's pretty incredible one was a penalty but still
1: I give it a Mourinho I was like uh, I want to see what this guy has But so far he's been fitting Into Serie A action Pretty nicely did you see
0: Mourinho's A little wink afterwards Yeah yeah it's yeah It's because yeah, he's yeah. like I told you guys that's I told where... you I had something On my sleeve Get
1: ready The next transfer is going To be huge now <laughs>
0: I think that I think that Sergio And I don't know if it's Oliveira or Oliveira Because somebody corrected me On which way And I don't remember Which one is correct Right mm. now at the moment Call him Sergio I'll get that, I'll get that correct yeah. Sergio Sergio like, <laughs> (laughs) So, I I think that what he brings is mentally a little bit of an elevation. Because, again, I just go from what Mourinho was telling us. And he said too many of his players switched off in Mm, difficult moments. And I think that, you know, from a technical standpoint... I mean, the guy looks good. Let's not get it wrong. But I don't think he's anything unbelievable. You know, I don't think he's that world-class type of player. I think he's not that far away from some of the players that they have in their squad. But I think that he's played in high important matches. And I just think that from a character standpoint... He can help take the team to that next level, and you
1: can depend on him. He does definitely have some leadership um, roles, and he seems to be the new penalty taker for Roma, which is a huge, which is a huge thing because it's been Veratu and Pellegrini in the past, and maybe
0: has been really good. He's though. been
1: very good with he a was like cu- with a couple before the w- Juventus won. with a couple of hiccups, yeah. But uh, we'll see how we go. So far, I like him. I nothing to complain about, and. I'm hundred percent for Mourinho right anyway, now.
0: Anyway, that was what was on my mind. What's your my
1: mind? mind is the boys from Bergamo, Atalanta managed to go to the Stadio Olimpico with a with a injury stricken team and they nine I believe it was nine players out and they still managed to get a point against Sari Ball over here. I thought that was first of all, I thought that was incredible. I thought Lazio were gonna hand it to them. I thought they're gonna comfortably Did you beat have a bet them. On Lazio? Did I have a bet on Lazio? <sighs> I don't I don't remember. I probably did you to be did. honest. I probably did. I remember um, you telling me that you did. <laughs> but regardless, um I, I mean Atalanta were bringing up their Primavera players. That you can tell the jerseys were too big for these guys. They they just needed players to uh to go on um to get ready for this game Once you see and those
0: wild TikTok hairstyles, you know they're like prima Veda players. Exactly, I didn't recognize them at all? No,
1: hundred <laughs> percent. And uh, I got to give credit to Gasperini; they didn't play, uh, you know, the Atalanta style football. But at the end of the day, how could you when you have so many players out? They went there for one thing—to not lose. Mm-hmm. They job accomplished, and this says a lot about Atalanta's mentality here. Mm. Because I feel like, yeah, even though it was a short amount of time being in the Champions League, about three years, but I feel like they're really cementing that top-four mentality to fight for every ball, and it's very, very hard for this team to lose. Mm. Well said. So, yeah, I think that it was the
0: first time I've ever seen an Atalanta side at one point that doesn't look change like that, their Atalata. philosophy yeah, and sit like back and defend. And yeah. I do not fault them because we've seen teams um, who have less injury-stricken sides than this and and do the same and thing. And play the same way. And he had no players. I, like I mean, in attack from the from yeah. the midfield up, there was nothing that ever was dangerous. Um, so I give him credit. I think that he was very happy for a point, and, and I think he should be happy. It's ridiculous how many players he had out. Uh, but from Lazio's side, I'm very disappointed in them. I have to admit, I thought that this was for sure a Lazio side that has to go out and win there. If you want that dream of trying to get into the Champions League, of trying to stay in Europe, you have to be able to beat Atalanta at home with an injury-stricken side. They had their best, almost their best squad available. I know Echedebi wasn't there. You could find a couple of guys in defense, but their attack was there. They did not do enough, and they didn't look hungry. They didn't look like they had that grinta or the mentality to push forward at a certain point and, and have a bite, and I was very disappointed in them. I spoke to one of our friends who's a Lazio fan, uh, Federico. He texted me, mm. and he said, I'm so disappointed in this squad. I'm so disappointed that they didn't push that extra mile. Like, Sari. at a certain point, I know we've given him a lot of credit here, but at a certain point, he needs to step up and transmit that to the team. Like, guys, do you understand what that's at stake? And also,
1: the close thing was the Zakani post, and the thing that's even more disappointing than their performance is Sadi after the match, he said, Oh, Atalan had uh, 9 players out, oh, we had uh, 7, and 2 of them just came back yesterday. I mean, guy, why, why are you making up excuses? You played bad. You gotta own up to he it. He loves excuses, but it's definitely unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. so do a lot of other Sadio But this was definitely not just on him, but the squad in general. And
0: we're not, we're not like compiling on um, on Sadio. If you go back to last week's video, I was so excited podcast, for him. We were just giving Sadio so I was much so credit we saying so excited for he needs time, and I still think he does. But yeah. in this circumstance, I'm disappointed in his team, and I don't think he transmitted the right things to his squad as well as the players. And also,
1: to Boga to Atalanta.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, so Finally. guys,
1: that yeah, I know exactly. I don't know what they do, they did, but uh, they their attack fees. They, uh, had to, they had to work okay. that out. It's always a small little details, but Atalanta's attack is looking it so scary. The Serie A defenders are gonna be trembling, that's for sure.
0: Demiral, what a player! A uh, love that guy. When healthy, yeah. that guy's.
1: We knew that though. When he's healthy, hundred percent, hundred
0: percent, exactly. His slide tackles, I, I, love. He's got the character of an old school defender, which personally, it just like it gives me flashbacks of growing up as a young kid and just enjoying defenders. And
1: he reminds me of uh, the he, art of defense. He said he liked his look better bandaged up, and he reminds me of Kileni sort he, of. Well, you know, he says in
0: I. I'm more good looking than Kevini uh, okay. but that it reminds off. me because he, he
1: has that tough like uh, oh, yeah. tough as nails. A nails mentality a Yeah, a butcher it. just like Yelena.
0: okay on my mind I will go with uh, Milan-Juventus a zero-zero oh, uh, 0 uh, draw which I'll be completely <laughs> honest I mean we don't we don't lie we're saying how we feel yeah, it yeah. was not a fun game it was not an exciting game it was a battle it was a war lots of challenges in the midfield lots yeah. of big duels but when you think about chances Juventus had zero shots on target Juventus really did nothing besides defensively, which Urugani and Chiellini played a a good match. And Milan had one shot on target that was really dangerous with Lau. That was a great one-two play from their side. Then they had a header from Olivia Giroud, but nothing else. Like, really, from both of these sides, I looked at them. I said, these guys, this is not the beautiful teams Mm -hmm. that I I remember. This is not, you know, uh, the exciting sides. I think that they both took it to be a war. Again, probably both tired. I know both sides missing lots of players uh, for Milan, you know, Tomori is a key player for them. In attack though, there was nothing. Ibra went off after 20 minutes. Injury. He gets injured. The field did not help at all because that pitch six games in 12 matches. How the hell? How in the world are Inter and Milan playing back to back? On that pitch Dude that grass I don't understand it <laughs>
1: That grass has been annihilated <laughs> it was Dude, It's hard It's hard for the grass to grow With so many games being played That just not Not just the players are Being overworked The poor grass is being When Maldini says on. it
0: Maldini makes no excuses When he complained yeah. about it After the match mm. I think it didn't suit The style of play Of Inter and Milan Juventus It probably It suited them better Because they don't try to play You know yeah. Nice football But it
1: was such a scrappy match Though overall I expected a few go- I mean I think you were saying Your prediction A, f- a five goal match Or something like that that. I had three but kills. I expected at least a goal, two goals, maybe three goals. But they, they just cancelled each other out. Juventus's kind of scrappy football, kind of almost dictated the match. Uh, Milan, yeah, you could say they, uh, if push comes to shove, they probably deserved it. They played a little bit better, but not too it much. Going f- Juve, I think for sure they're playing away. Milan, I guess you could say, played better, and um, it definitely benefits Juve more because it gets them closer to the top four. And I feel like Milan loses loses the edge to Napoli, who now they're
0: tied on points. I with. think. I think it only benefits Inter. When I was looking well, at that match, I, just, yeah, I looked at them yeah. I was like, Inter's a no, winner yeah. right now. And Napoli for sure. Yeah, I think Juve. Yeah. Obviously, they they extended like nine games on being in the Serie A. It's just when, a nice you, when you watch that style um it's disappointing it's very hard hard to watch watch. you see Morata get the ball every single time 90% of his 95% of his passes are accurate directly to Mm. Milan and it's just constant lost balls and you know he has no support around him as well Dybala's just playing so far away from goal nobody's pushing up McKenny on the left wing I mean what what was that he was so far up and then for me what I don't understand is Allegri changes what was working you had Artur who did a really good match as a regista, who allowed Locatelli to push up. Mm-hmm. And yes, Bentancourt did well. I think that was probably one of his best games in a long time. That's how you know that you know he's looking for <laughs> renewals or maybe leaving. But I think that it ruined the shape of the team. I don't mm-hmm. like that 4-4-2 with McKennie out wide. I think he's completely wasted. And there's nothing to take from that match. Um, Milan probably could have pushed themselves a little bit more. Yeah, I was expecting I it at a certain point for them to go for it a little bit more. But they are injury-stricken. And last thing I'll say is Tonali, mamma mia, what a player. The guy has been phenomenal. Uh, when I watch him, I just see a leader. I see someone who's growing in confidence, who's got, you know, he he, he like has his shoulders up when he's playing in the San Siro and it leading this AC Milan team. What a what a player. But
1: regardless of his talent, the way he sacrifices his body, he throw he lunges himself into tackles that you know could potentially injure him just to win over a ball. And you know, you either have that or you really don't. Mm-hmm. That guy's he's such I love him. he has it to, he has that grinta that you want from a player and he's such a young kid. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. He's too. become a leader. He's become no, a leader in his 100%. second season
0: at one of the biggest clubs in Italy. Which is not easy for any kid. He can be
1: the next bandiera for Milan for what, sure. Uh, what else you got? Uh, I want to go to the cagliari Fiorentina match. On paper, maybe you say 1-1. One, one, eh, not that crazy. But this match was intense. was insane. Vlaovic didn't get called up for the game. Cagliari. He, COVID. he
0: had COVID. Um, he tested positive. Was that announced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know I think so. It uh, wasn't
1: Fiorentina just said there was two cases and then uh, Vlaovic wasn't I Kobe. saw it
0: reported that he had that he tested positive.
1: For, I'm just saying based on Fiorentina's okay. page. Uh, yeah. Um, so I wanted to say Cagliari and Fiorentina it was pretty crazy. To be honest, I think Cagliari deserved to win. No, no not probably. They deserved the three points. Uh, both teams end, um, ended up missing penalties. There was two pulls from Cagliari. Cagliari had another huge chance that they that, that they should have scored on. Um, but Fiorentina ended up coming back. Sotil made a beautiful, beautiful run, ended up scoring. And I think, more than anything, this shows... How much Vlaovic carries his mm. team. At first, I was saying Vlaovic is very good, but Fiorentina is a pretty solid, very good, pretty good side. It's not like he's the only thing. And now I see them. The first time I see him without no Vlaovic, Fiorentina playing, they did not look the same at all. A relegation team, probably better playing better than Fiorentina. This goes to show that they really missing a target, man, because Piontek real, really didn't do much. I don't want to blame him, but just mm. Fiorentina as a team, they did not look good. Maybe it's a one-off, but I think Aglieri, um probably deserved more from this game.
0: Mazzari said that uh, he went into the locker room and smashed three doors because you cannot mm. miss chances like that in they Serie A. Miss. They miss a lot, man. Let's talk about Inter, the league leaders. Um, they won 2-1 over Venezia. It was 1-1, and then Jake in the 90th minute scored a goal. This is why they're the champions of Italy. Yeah. They have this mentality that no matter what, even when they don't play a great game, even when Dzeko, I mean, he was missing sitters. I was so ready to talk about how Dzeko missed yeah. one opportunity that I couldn't even comprehend yeah. how he missed it. Crazy. But then he has this mental fortitude and they have every single player of Inter has a fire lit inside their eyes that believes until the last second and wants to fight. I think about their last three matches just off the top of my head, mm-hmm. right? Supercoppa against juventus 120 21 right they scored oh in last oh, second yeah. not yeah, even yeah. last second yeah yeah, literally empoli 91st minute for scissor kick from Ranocchia. now this 90th minute to beat venezia i mean this is what championship teams do i know people could say oh yeah but you know they have their squad depth they haven't had that many injuries they haven't mm. had that many cases which is true but guess what you still need to win these matches they are proving why they will go on to win the Scudetto? It's because they have this fortitude to push past, even if they're not great. Guess what? They win.
1: I mean, this is exactly, uh, from my understanding, this is how Juventus look when they're dominating. They always—it was literally fino alla fine. Uh, it was always last minute. They always managed to pull something. They always believed until the last second. Like a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, yeah, not not, not recently. Uh, a few years ago, for sure. And I see the same thing in neither. you are going to be like, oh, they're losing. You're not even like, oh, they're gonna come back. You know they're gonna come you back. You just know yep. that they they're not you know they're not scared to even fall behind. They're they're gonna come back. They have the players. They have the tools. And most importantly, they have the mindset to mm-hmm. come back. 100.
0: percent So that's I what really it shows. Uh, let's talk about Napoli as well. They had a big 4-1 win against oh, Salernitana. Yeah. Salernitana, we know, is not B. They you know two feet in Serie B, obviously. But big moments were Dries Martens scoring twice, right? He scored two goals? It was. Right? No, one goal. He didn't
1: score. No, he did score two. I see one here. Really? Yeah. I thought he scored two. One.
0: Wow, I'm wrong. Uh, Yeah, he scored. I guess he scored that one goal, yeah. uh, which, you know, I knew he was going to score because he had said before I the more goals I score, the more I convince De <laughs> To resign me, get the pen out. Bro. This, yeah. is what, this is what a celebration should be. Yeah, it been. <laughs>
1: That'd be great. Come on. I
0: respect him because he says that you know he's like Ugh. I'm not playing for dollars. I don't care about dollars. What uh-huh. I care about is Napoli. Napoli is more important to me than the money. Which I'm not. No judgment on any players that that play for money. You yeah. know I understand that it's for their families and yeah. stuff. I just want to highlight the players that when they choose the opposite, personally as a fan, as a real tifoso, it means more. You feel, yeah. Something special 100%. for him saying something like that, and Insignia obviously scored a very important goal. Um, he ties Maradona with 115 in Napoli's all-time history Score- scoring list. What yeah. a player! Um, happy for him. You could see. I know we posted the pictures because when we were going through them, we you could feel the emotions of what he was yeah. feeling. And then he 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 points to the badge and he says, "No matter what, no matter how far I am, it's always Napoli." Yeah. And good good moment for them. Again, Napoli, the only team that's fighting for Scudetto that didn't slip up, obviously, besides Inter. The only, they love to say in Italy, like, anti, the anti-Inter. They used to be, like, the anti-Juve. The anti-Inter, the only one that didn't slip up, was Napoli this week. And can they go all the way? Now they're getting players back. They had a rough moment. They didn't have OCMN. They didn't have a lot of their players. I mean... They got some guys coming back.
1: Dude, considering everyone was talking about, you know, in AFCON, they had the most uh, peop- uh, players that are going away. That might be one, right? Uh, but not believe in more. Not but okay. but, uh But overall, more adversities, uh, the most in Serie A. And in January, they were undefeated. They tied Juve... Uh, and then they won the rest of their games mm. so now they're gonna in February when uh, club football is back because you know we're on international break now they're gonna have a f- mm. stacked squad and Rahmani and Juan Jesus are two reliable center backs and not only that they have dude they have right? the be- yeah they have the best um, defense in Serie A also oh, by, sheets, right? by uh, maybe two but sheets. best defense in Serie A Sorry, which is pretty insane say? I was gonna say dude Rahmani is a center back but he has more goals than Zaniolo and Chiesa yesterday. I know. They're I'm injured. just saying. It. No, no. But I'm not saying it to diss them. I'm saying it for Rahmani, Saying he's such a. He's been playing amazing in defense and attack. I just wanted to throw that out there because it's been tough, especially someone like uh, one of the center backs, Manolas, leaving. Juan Jesus had to come out of nowhere, and he formed a pretty incredible partnership. They didn't have out to really.
0: Have much to live up to though, considering Milan. No, yeah, I know, ball.
1: but I'm just saying another centre back that had a leave. Like they could have just done like the bare minimum.
0: And it's called, like, <laughs> they, they probably
1: could have called up a primavera player and would have done the same. I don't like oh. that you don't get mad
0: at it. Like the fact that you Dude. don't get mad that you don't. Like, I'm, let, scarred. Let I'm, you, sc- I'm scarred. it trigger you. I'm scarred. It like just like give up. I'm on, uh, scarred. The jokes. So it doesn't matter. Let's but talk- don't great they I'm are. happy
1: for them. I'm happy for
0: them. For let's sure. let's talk about um. Uh, let's talk about the two things. First, let's do Vlahovic. And then we'll do Balotelli. Let's save the Azzurri for last. Of course, you want to talk Vlahovic. Vlaovic. Yeah? <laughs> uh, this story is heating up. It's pretty crazy. Um yeah. Let's just... We're going to put it all on the table of what's happening and then our opinions. Yeah. So, Vlahovic, we know that Fiorentina has been trying to sell him in January because he has an expiring contract in 2023. June of 2023. Mm. Still a year and a half to go. But... Fiorentina do not want to let him get until this summer because then the value will go down. It yep. will get less. That's right. Prade, who's their sporting director, already just came out and confirmed that it's they want $70 million. A little bit more than $70 million, no players on the side. Arsenal and Tottenham have been pushing for the player. And Prade confirmed, he didn't say which team, but he said that we had a team that was ready to pay that amount. I would guess it's Arsenal. But Vlaovic and his team are not answering the phone. They don't want to go the feeling has been that Vlaovic does not want to go to Arsenal. He doesn't want to go to Mm. Tottenham because there's no point for him to do that in January. He's waiting for his ideal move. Now, Gazeta, which, being honest, it's not a, a a source that I use for transfer rumors. You never see us posting Gazeta for transfer rumors. At least anymore. They do a great job. I love when I go to Italy. Yeah. I read my Gazeta. I like the articles. But for transfer rumors, I just don't listen to them. Yeah. That's why we haven't posted it, just because we don't believe it. They are pushing very hard on this Vlaovic to Juve story. They say he only wants to go to Juventus and that Juve could be signing him already this January. I just... I was reading... Again, the journalist keeps coming out and saying that they are in a pole position to sign him this January. The initial rumor was $35 million plus Kulusevsky, which is ridiculous. And I will bet anything that that is never going to be the deal. They GO. try to pull a fast one. Just sign here, just sign here. <laughs> but uh, uh, but that, that's clearly not going to be true. <laughs> La Nazione in Italy is also reporting uh, similar stuff to them, saying that Vlaovic only wants Juventus. Again, personally, I don't trust these rumors, mm. but there definitely is something to the fire. Prade also confirmed saying that we are open to sell to Juventus this January. But for Juventus to come up, in my opinion, with 70 million, seems very unrealistic. Maybe they could come up with a salary because they're saying he already agreed a 6 to 7 million euro salary, which to me doesn't seem crazy. But I don't understand how they would ever get 70 million in their finances.
1: Dude, they're going to have to be selling a shirts or something. They, they got to... You can see I nearly working overtime at like a McDonald's or something mm-hmm. to make that. To make a, that's a lot dude. that's a lot of no. Especially January, that's very hard for me to believe.
0: When has Juventus ever spent big in a January transfer Yeah, yeah January too is I a bizarre thing. I never remember them the, doing that.
1: the January is the bizarre it's thing. It's
0: usually free transfers, deals, opportunities of the transfer market. And considering where the finances of mm. Juventus have been over this yeah. past 12 months, I don't see this possible. And again, what we do, this is what I say, we wait for, like, a Romeo Agresti is a really good source, oh boy, Giovanni Albanese, Fabrizio, Fabrizio Sky, Di Marzio. They have not said anything of the sort. They said, yes, you know, Juventus could be of mm. interest. Uh, then, no, they do say Juventus is interested, but that's very mm. different than them agreeing a move. Exactly. Michael, what if you were looking into a crystal ball, what would you say is going to happen?
1: I first of all, I don't see, I don't know how much weight my uh weight my word has, but they I don't, don't think any. in January. <laughs> but I don't think in January it's realistic. I think the summer. Yeah. I don't know where he's going to go to Give be us honest. A name.
0: Give it just what is the first feeling to you? Uh,
1: I I never had Juve in my mind for yeah. him to go just because I was like Juve aren't in a good spot. How are they going to get the money? There's just too many variables. What's
0: what's your feeling? What's your team?
1: At first, to be honest with you, I thought it's I thought it was gonna be a uh, a non Serie team. Like okay, That's, which team? I oh, like like a, a, like a prem team.
0: Give me one team. I'm oh, saying I general. I don't know. I want a name. A prem team. I don't really which, care. Which is, is one that you're thinking? He will not go to Arsenal. I'm no, saying it no, right
1: now. no, 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 no. So give me a, a name. Top four team. Give me a name. I don't know, man. You Man City. Who needs one? Arsenal
0: might be top four, but
1: no, but the. They might be a top four, but they're not a top four team. If that makes sense, it would. I I, I would have thought it'd be a top four uh, Premier League team. Is what I thought for my so knowledge. I
0: think that he's I staying think. at Fiorentina in January. I think in June. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think in June, Uva, maybe. I think I think Juventus sign him in June. That's just my feeling. That's why are you confident with Juventus? Because because I was saying this for months confident? ago that okay. I felt like he wants to go to Juventus again. I have no knowledge. I'm yeah. just completely. What are you saying you know, that, that I from emotion was, or? It's just a feeling of, like, if you're rejecting these Premier League moves, and I think that he's a person that I think he's smart enough to know he's doing great in Serie A. I think that his yeah. skill set, it works perfectly. Not everybody's obsessed with the Premier League like like you think they are. You know, I know everybody has this perception of what the Premier League is. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather but there are some stay. players that don't want to. Yeah. I think that the kid wants to stay in Italy. I think it feels uh-huh. good there. And I think that Juventus will probably be the only team in Italy that could be able to sign him, but not in January, in June.
1: And how important is... By you saying this, this means Juve would have to summon the top four finish. Are you confident with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've said
0: that again for a long time that I think Juventus will get top four. Yes.
1: In instead of who?
0: Instead of doesn't matter.
1: I not doesn't matter. I'm asking who do you think is going to go down? Probably Atalanta. You think Atalanta's going to make the fall?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) has another thing coming. bro.
0: I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just. Did you see that attack,
1: bro? Go on your IG (laughs) to check out that Atalanta attack. So anyway,
0: that's our opinion. Uh, Let's see what happens. First and foremost, I would love, personally, if you made me sign, I would love for him to stay at Fiorentina. I want him and to stay. Nice yeah, interview. as long as he stays sure in, in January, to be, I'd be 100% happy. 100% in January. Yeah. Anyway. Last thing, the biggest news. Oh, boy. The Italian national team. We heard rumors uh, just yesterday or the day before yeah, a couple days that ago. Mario Balotelli would be rejoining the national team. Super Mario. Mancini, Calling him up for the first time in three years. Yes, this is not a joke. Balotelli has been playing his football in Turkey, where I believe he scored eight goals this season. Nine. He Nine scored goals. one other one. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. And we never expected this. We never expected him to get called up. There were people who were begging for this. They were called crazy to even have this yeah. idea. What I'll say is this. It's gonna, it's a deep dive, right? It's like an onion. we got to peel back the onion. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Okay. It is a very clear idea from Mancini that he does not believe in Immobile. Now, Immobile, I do think he's overhated. I think that he's a player who gave a lot for Italy. I respect him. He's always fought for the shirt. He's never created problems, always gave 100,000%. He's done more work then people probably realize, you know, his opening of the ball, his spreading of the play, constantly being a danger. But it's not his fault. He simply is not a cold-blooded killer for the Italian national team. For Lazio, yes. For the Italian national team, I don't care where your emotions are. You cannot say that he is. He's not that type of striker that gets one, one opportunity and puts the ball into the back of the net. He simply isn't. We saw it this Euros. And the constant thing that everyone was saying here when we're watching the Euros is that we did not win it with a world class number nine on our striker force. He's very nervous. Mancini's nervous Mm. that we might not make the World Cup. And while I never thought that I would agree with this, I do understand why he's calling up. Just for one last one last thing, and then I'll pass it to you. Him getting called up, he's going to a training camp. He is not cemented as a starter. He's not starting in the match in March against Macedonia he is not even called up to the match yet all it is is simply let's bring him in and see if he has the qualities my only fear i'm okay with that the quality i never disputed of balotelli my only fear is that italy won the euros because we were the most united we were a family we all fought for each other and we had an amazing atmosphere in the group i'm not saying is mm. gonna go against that mm. i'm saying that i have had fears of that in the past and that is my only reservation On what kind of standard does it set to the rest of the team that we're calling up a guy that's playing his football in Turkey? That's it. But at this point, I do think I'm not totally against him just getting called up. Mm. If he screws up, he's not going to make the team.
1: Okay. I mean, there's a lot to say. I think the social media has been split ever since we posted that. It's not
0: split. Most people want him. I don't know. Did you see the poll
1: that we made? No, I didn't. Shit, maybe maybe you're right. (laughs) Check the poll. I'll check. But uh, overall, I just think... I'll find out. I, I'm in agreement with this. Um, I agree with you with Immobile. Maybe, yeah, he is overrated and stuff. But nothing nothing personal to him. I just feel like Italy have to look for their best interest in that striker role. And to be honest, I, I don't agree with you in the sense that he doesn't play plays in Turkey, whatever. Dude, if you're performing, yeah, he might not be the most prolific striker right now. Though. Yeah, it's only nine goals. Same as but Yeah, but uh, he is someone that I feel like if you put... Um, you could put pressure on him and I feel like he could deliver. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's, he
0: delivers for the national team. That's
1: what I'm saying. You give it to uh you give him the responsibility to score, and I feel like he'll do something with it. I was always a big fan of Balotelli, but yeah, I get the maturity issues was a problem. But this has been a three year um he's been absent for three years for that zoo. Thirty one per- years old. Personally, which isn't that old. Personally, I think he matured from this. I, I just think he meant this- it
0: for your maturity point.
1: Mm. But personally, I think that he uh, matured in this gap. He got older. He realized, okay, I'm not in top five league anymore. I'm gonna do the best of my abilities, um, and now ruin what Azuri have that you know that a uh, team that you uh, that united togetherness, and. I think this is only a positive, and just like you were saying before, this uh, this is just a three-day training camp just to see where everyone's at, mm-hmm. where their heads are at, see uh, seeing what's up. And I and I do like this from Ancini; he gives everyone a chance. You can be in MLS, you can be in the mm-hmm. Middle East, you can be wherever, and he'll give you the mm-hmm. chance, which I really respect. And um, on a mentality point of view. I'm, I'm very excited for this. I'm very happy. And not just this, Joao Pedro, who's been uh, rumored to be on, has finally got a call up, which I'm really happy for. Because for Cagliari, he's been letting Ten it off. He's been letting it off for Cagliari. He's someone, Cagliari put all their trust on him, and he. Mm-hmm. Almost always delivers, mm-hmm. so I think this is a big one. Luis Felipe, also another one. Uh, his grandparents are Italian, so he made the I cup. I'm not that excited for not that, But whatever. The more the merrier I see. It's a three-day training camp. Uh, there's no negatives about this. Mancini, I, I put my faith in Mancini. Whoever he likes, he likes, and he'll call them up for the upcoming games. So I'm happy.
0: You I'm, made a couple good points there. Uh, Number one is trusting a Mancini. I mean, he's the man who won us the Euros. Uh, So if anyone deserves our trust, it's definitely him. And we have to give him the benefit of the doubt in this opportunity, and this call-up. I agree with Joao Pedro. I think he's a really exciting player. And I'll be honest, when I saw these call-ups... I had a little bit of a a sparkle inside of me. I felt
1: good, I felt excited. Where'd you feel? it? What part of your body? You know, it's like kind of around (laughs) here. You know like butterflies?
0: Maybe that was a better idea. Just thinking of Balotelli (laughs) back into the national team. Nostalgia, right? He's just that there are certain players that don't perform in the national team and there's others who when they put on the shirt, it gives them life. They feel like a superhero. For me, Balotelli's always been that guy. And again, I've already made my reservations on where I'm scared. By the way, you also made a very good point. The people that are scared that Insignia is not going to get called up, yeah, you're right. No, he's this getting is, called up. This was completely clear.
1: Al was in China for like a year and he still got called up.
0: So, so, we did put a poll. We said, who would you start as our striker? Mm. Three opportunities, three choices. Immobile, Scamaca, Balotelli. 26% Immobile, 23% Scamaca, 51% wow. Balotelli. It's very clear who Scamaca's people want. pretty high up so there too. That's the other thing. Scamaca. People are saying that this takes away from Scamaca. I know my dad is, is very big on that end. I don't agree with that. I think everybody's getting the opportunity yeah. to show what they have in training. Maybe we go to training and Immobile is the best one. And he's going to start. Yeah. Mancini has shown that he will play whoever is in better form. He did it when Berardi was starting. But guess what? Kieza started doing better. Chiezo started. 100%. It was merit. It was merit-based. So is in the training camp. If he's better, he is going to start. That's, that's a thing I think people are not understanding about this. I bet you... He's not gonna call up so many of these guys. Like yeah. that is a huge roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for gonna sure. go down to twenty three, twenty four. So everyone, just relax. Yeah. We have to support our team. Hold your horses, and fellas. But I gotta be honest. I'm a lot more excited than I thought I was gonna be. Again, you told me this six months ago. I would have said, "There's no way, Charlie. No way." And now, I'm excited for Balotelli to return. I pray. I pray that the guys in my in my in my brain. What's the first thing I told you? Do you remember what I said? For what? For Balotelli? No. I said I have a vision. Can you imagine if Balotelli oh, uh, uh. would score the goal to win against Portugal in that second leg and send this to the World Cup? I want
1: him to do that celebration against Germany. No, I want him to do the C
0: after he scores against Portugal. Uh, no, I think Like I'm right, a right towards Ronaldo. The, that would be great. Uh, that would be messed up. No, I maybe mean, it would be awesome. What did Ronaldo me. do with him?
1: Uh, actually, they have a they had a feud, no? Did they? Yeah. I remember maybe. Balotelli posted
0: something about him like a couple years ago when he was on Juve. Oh. I think they have a little bit of a beef. I'm not sure. Don't don't quote me on that, but I think they do. Either way.
1: Marker's making a beefle <laughs> thing. <laughs> started a uh, nah, uh Guys, I'm, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, uh, leave your fun. comments down below, guys. We did a, another fun podcast uh, with just Michael and I. People are actually enjoying this a lot more I think so. than I thought.
1: It's more chill. It's more calm. It's a little bit more It's more relaxed.
0: of a vibe. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, but, guys, your opinions on number one, Serie A, Blaovic, where does he go? And then, of course, the big one, Mario Balotelli. What do you think is the right decision? Should he have been called up? Yeah. Should he not? And will he be a success? Will he be there for important qualifiers? To get to the World and Cup, and you
1: forgot, um, Elis Verona signing Panayotis Retsos, a Greek center back. Ooh. Tomorrow, it's gonna that. be, it's gonna be official. I think everyone's that, turning. We're off gonna the video make that right the now. title right now. <laughs> that is not... But what's Another his Greek name? in Serie. What pa- is his name? Panayotis. Oh, let's see if you can Panayotis Retsos.
0: Panayotis Retsos. Yeah, you have a
1: weird accent to it. But I have a weird decent. accent to it. Yeah, you That's say a little funny. You say, you say a little funny.
0: Fun. <laughs> Just a little, man. It's kind of weird. We'll see. Okay, I'll guys, Verona, baby. Uh, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Ciao, right, guys. Bye. bye.